why the number changes as it relates to people. Like, why did it change from 15 compressions to 30 compressions? Um, you know, if I do 30 compressions instead of 15 compressions on an infant, a child, or an adult, am I doing it wrong? Is it going to hurt the patient? And I really wanted to address that because it's been a long time passion of mine, actually, to debunk the myth of a specific number of compressions in order to have the 100% guarantee that it's going to cure the patient in cardiac arrest. One of the things that I found as a, as a paramedic and an educator was that there's a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to cardiopulmonary resuscitation. Number one, CPR is only about 20 to 25% of the circulation capability that the heart does normally when it's contracting from top to bottom. So through compressing the chest, and then squishing the heart, we're really only getting a percentage of the oxygen circulation anyways, not nearly enough to keep the patient alive for a long period of time. At best, we're circulating some oxygenation to the brain, the heart, and some of the vital organs in order to try to slow down the death process. Remember, no breathing, no pulse means death. Regardless of whether it's clinical or biological, temporary or permanent, no breathing and no pulse, dead. And so you cannot make a patient worse, but we can compress the chest at least 100 times or, or more based on science, on animals and some patients, and realize that we can circulate some form of oxygenation and get rid of some carbon dioxide, which is going to help the pH balance stay more stable. If we keep the pH stable, we're gonna have a, a heart muscle that is more susceptible to medications and electrical therapy as soon as EMS arrives. Now, for years and years and years, we were doing that at 15 compressions and two breaths for four cycles, which was somewhere between 60 and 80 compressions a minute when you took the time to give the rescue breaths. And yet, I still had patients survive cardiac arrest. I still had patients survive with minimal permanent damage. Then we started getting more aggressive and went to immediate compressions as of 2005, fast and deep, at least 100 a minute, and we still have people who survive, and we still have people who stay dead. So, in the end, it all depends on a multitude of factors as to whether or not a person is going to survive cardiac arrest. And the old adage that I've always lent towards was the best way to survive cardiac arrest is don't go into it in the first place. So we should be eating right, exercising regularly, and watching what our lifestyle is so that we don't get premature cardiovascular disease or have those types of problems. That set aside, we still could have genetic predisposition to a cardiac arrest, and that's why we should always have people available to be able to do some form of CPR. But when it comes down to whether we should do 15 compressions, 30 compressions, do one breath every five compressions, or 20 compressions, and all of these different things, the one thing I can guarantee is wait about three to five years, and the American Heart Association will probably come out with some new numbers just to keep things fresh. For more on Rescue, keep the questions coming. I hope this was helpful, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.